3: Hope they're getting closer. Nick Sirianni last night talking about his team, coach coming up here in a few minutes in his press conferences. is sponsored by Turn Seven, the massive Turn Seven holiday gift liquidation, Turn Seven liquidations. Twitter question brought to you by Marks Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Marks Jewelers for diamond engagement rings that fit every budget online at com. Would you feel more today uh, after that Eagles win, happy or frustrated? What'd you make of the coach and his answer there, and you know, kind of his? His post game demeanor last night.
4: Well, I'm more I'm more leaning towards the happier side. And I think it's not it's not having some sort of blind goggles on or wishful thinking that or trying to convince someone that the team is better than what they showed yesterday. For me it has more to do with hey man, we showed some good things, we showed some progress. Obviously we're still not a full I'm not a um finished product, but Man, losing three games weighs on you mentally around here. So getting a win, you need to enjoy it. You've had three weeks of misery of actual losses, not nearly losses, actual losses. So imagine not really being able to fully enjoy the nearly losses when you win at 10-1 and 1 and not really getting any fulfillment or joy out of it. Imagine losing three straight games. It makes it, makes it even worse. So... For a team that's probably been, probably been going through it from an emotional standpoint for about the last six weeks, bet it felt good to get a win yesterday. On Christmas, when everybody's in a good mood, you didn't ruin everybody's Christmas. You know, when you're the home team, you got family in town. Everything was a festive day yesterday, and to lose that game yesterday uh, just would have put a damper, and it's been a month of this. And so imagine what that would feel like the rest of this week with four straight losses. So I say all that to say part of that is a XL and a relief, a feeling of relief.
3: Well, I just say, uh, and, and he's going to come up here in one minute. Here is the Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni.
4: Good afternoon, Nick. You guys uh, changed some of your run looks uh, this past game, especially using a little bit more pistol. What went behind that decision to use that more? Do you foresee using that in the future? And how, how do you think Jalen and, and the rest of the running backs adjusted to that?
5: Yeah, I thought they did a good job. We've been working that all year. Um, we've had different sets that we've been in the pistol with. We had, you know, we've been different, some different things under the center as well. Um, again, not a huge portion of what we've done, but, you know, worked yesterday and every game's a little bit different. Uh, our guys do a great job of, you know, preparing themselves with, with the ball handling, no matter uh, what scenario we have, uh, we ask them to put themselves into whether that same ball handling, across ball handling, under center ball handling, pistol ball handling, you know, RPOs, RPRs, like our guys work so hard, you know, Jalen and, and Marcus and, and Tanner and the running backs work so hard to, to get that timing down. Um, And it's something that we, you know, and coach Singleton does a great job uh, and coach Tanny do a great job of just being like, we, we work ball handling all the time and, and everybody's on those details. And so, um, because it's not as easy as just saying hey go to this or go to that you got to do a lot of work of the fundamentals to get it get it right and and the guys have done the players have done a phenomenal job of you know really working out all the details it requires to be in all those different sets um and so uh, obviously hats off to to our guys um for working their butts off
6: Go ahead John and Martin
5: Good Afternoon
1: Nick um hey, John. I, I kind of Jalen said something interesting after the game. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. He was talking about winning versus the standard you guys have set up. And he said it's very manipulative to the mind at at, at certain points and, and the expectations as a whole in this season. How much do you address that or do you not address it? Because it seems like you talked about the guys not having fun losing, obviously, but sometimes it looks like they're not having fun winning.
5: I can promise you we're having fun uh, when we win. Uh, I know that a thousand percent. There's a difference between having fun and and not being satisfied with what um, the product was on the field. Right. The standard, not meeting the standard. Um, and so when you don't meet the standard, you're always constantly going through your mind of, um, hey, here's what we could have done better. Here's what I could have done better. Right. It always starts with you looking at yourself in the mirror and, um, and what's interesting about that, is I think, that's always going to be a dilemma because once you set a standard, your goal is not to stay at that standard. Your goal is to get a little bit better from that. And so it's always going to be interesting like that. And and there was definitely some things that you know there were some sloppy things that we that that happened coaching, uh, playing yesterday that that need to be better. Um, and so you, you you think about that to yourself like, man, what could have been here? Um, but make no mistake about it, I know our guys are excited to win. Uh, We're excited to win uh, a football game. But again, it's that hunger. It's that hunger of, of, of wanting to, um, you know, be great and be perfect. Um, But there's gotta be a balance, right? There's gotta be a balance of, you know, having that, Hey, getting the win was the most important thing. And then also that drive to, uh, get better ever after every time you step on the uh, football field, whether that's practice field or the game field.
6: Go ahead, Thanks. Martin, and then Jeff.
5: Hi, Nick. Um, I was wondering if I could look ahead a little bit. Um,
6: you're obviously going up against the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon, a guy you know pretty well. Uh, knowing him and knowing his defense as well as you do, do you think that that helps you prepare for you know facing the Cardinals? And what kind of challenges do they present?
5: remember he knows us too. Right. And so there's that, you know, I would say um, they're doing a good job as far as, you know, their their schemes and different things like that. I'm very early Martin in my, in my studies there, obviously you come, you come here um, and you, you work on the, the kinks that you get to work out from last game. And now we're early in our studies of Arizona, um, but they're doing some good things scheme wise um, you know and, uh, they got some good guys in place there. Uh, you know, Buda Baker's a, a really, really good player. Um, and 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 so you, there is a there is, hey, we know this and this scenario. Jonathan knows this, some of the things we know, and and we know some of the things he knows about us. So there is gonna be a little bit of that. You know, you can't think too much into that. Um, you got to account for it, but not, you know, let it just completely um you know, dictate how you're, what, what you're doing offensively. Um, but there's familiarity on both sides. Um, and I think, um, you know, it's, it's almost like we don't, you know, the players aren't as uh, the, the familiarity of the players is different, but it's almost like a division game in the sense of there's a lot of familiarity on both sides of what's, of what's happening.
3: Go ahead, Jeff and then Brooks.
0: Hey, Nick, uh, Jalen Carter played uh, one of his lowest percentage of snaps. And I was wondering, if, and it seemed like down the stretch he wasn't out there much. Was that um, a form of discipline uh, that he wasn't playing as much after the penalty?
5: No, 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 not at all. Not at all with that. You know, that was, um, you know, BG was playing a little bit inside there, right? And uh, Fletch was having a really good game. And so some of those, and we weren't in five downs, excuse me, and some of their two-minute drives, we weren't in some of those five-down packages. So – that was more of a product of the style of game and the and who we were playing at that particular time, um, with move, with you know getting you know BG on the field with Hassan and with um and with Josh, um, and so that was what the product was of that, not a not a result of the not a result of penalty. We have a total faith in in Jalen. He's had a lot of great moments and great plays uh, throughout this year, and we're going to continue to need him to do those things to be the type of defense we want to be.
6: Go ahead,
0: Brooks, and then Dave. Hey, Nick, uh, a tendency question. Um, you guys have been fairly balanced run pass on first down, and then um, especially out of your 11 personnel packages, once you guys did get to that second and medium range, I qualify that as 4-7, maybe that's different for for you. Um, out of 11 personnel, particularly guys go to the pass. Is Do you guys go to that in terms of what you want to attack defenses? Is that more... What defenses have been giving you? Is there a philosophy attached to that? I'm just curious from that.
5: Yeah, there's a, yeah. You always want to be aware of your um, tendencies, obviously. Now, and I don't know what the tendency on two, four to seven says, because we treat it a little different. Like Everybody's a little different in how you treat a tendency, right? Sometimes your tendency that you look at is, what are we on second and one to two? What are we on second and three? to six, what are we on second and seven plus? What are we on second and seven to ten? What are we on second and eleven plus, right? That's sometimes how you think about it. But then you have to think about it too in the sense of a defense, right? What is the defense on a second and one to two? Where are their breaks, right? What are where do they where do they draw the line and say it's second and and pass to the so all those things are taken into into account. Um we never want to be real like I don't want to say a number I mean, I have numbers in my mind. I don't want to, I don't want to say them to you, but like we have numbers in our mind where we think to ourselves and I'll just keep these numbers to myself, but we think to ourselves, that tendency is too high. Right. Um, I'll let you guys think about what that number can be. Um, and and then you try to do something about it. And so those are constant things you're looking at um, throughout the week of where you are, where the defense is on that. Um, and and like I said, like there's there's times and place for for both. There's times and place obviously to run the ball there, and there's time and place dub uh, the, and then there's times and place to, to pass it there. You can only do one or the other, right? You can't. You can only run or pass. But uh, but always looking at that and and trying to always account for our tendencies, uh, fully understanding that you're going to have tendencies. Like everybody has tendencies that we go that we go against um, every offense, every defense. Has those has tendencies? You're just trying to make sure that they're not, you know, um, damning to you, right? Or that, that you're giving the the pulse to the defense of exactly what's going to happen um, on the play.
6: Go ahead, David and Zach.
5: And hey Nick, I know you
1: mentioned that it, the players are definitely having fun after a win, but uh, it, it wasn't a typical post game locker room. I, I think that's fair to say after a win. How do you make sure things aren't too tense? as you go to make the corrections this week
5: yeah I think again it's a balance of you know having that that opportunity to have fun when you when you win when we get back in here right we'll put the game to bed and then it's back to business as usual um and then also wanting to play and to play to a standard that we know we're capable of playing and so um you know nobody nobody on this because of the guys that we have on this team nobody's going to be satisfied when you don't play to that that, that standard and that is quite frankly, Dave, what I think makes these guys special, right? When they, you know, why, why, do why is, you know, Devonte continuing to get better and better and better because he has this draw, inner drive amongst himself that, you know, is never, is never satisfied, right? I mean, I said something to him yesterday. I'm like, Hey, congrats on a thousand yards. Uh, you know, I know I took you out early in that Dallas game in 2021. I, you know, looking back at it, I wish I, I wish I hadn't. And he, and he just wants more and he wants more and he wants more. Um, And that's just one guy for an example. I'm just saying him as an example, but um, there is that balance because you do have to enjoy the wins are the wins in the NFL are hard to come by and you have to enjoy it um, and have to have that balance because joy and determination to get better. You can have, you can have both. And I think that, that definitely, that starts that starts with me, quite frankly, right? And there was there was moments in that game yesterday where I felt like I was too tense, and I and I and that you know on on the sideline, and I and I need to be better about that. I, I have to do a better job, and if I'm going to ask the players to do a better job themselves, then I have to do a better job myself. And, and I
7: definitely felt that
5: yesterday out, out of myself. Go ahead, Zach, and then Tim.
7: Hey, Good afternoon, Nick. Uh Somewhat uh, a follow up to that. What value? or emphasis do you place on body language and what are you seeing from the team uh, understanding it's subjective um, from their body language and from your body language during the game as well
5: yeah like I said Zach I need to I need to be better in those scenarios you know when it's when there's some high pressure areas they got to see me calm you know and and not and not tense there there's a time and place to be you know intense and there's a time and place not to be and I'm always and I'm And I know that's something that I always have to work on as a, as a head coach, um, you know, and, and so that's something I am constantly working on. And so body language, I think, you know, body language, I don't know. I don't, I I look more actions than, than the body language, I guess to say, if that makes sense, I know body language is a type of action, but I look more at the, the action of the players and um and and the coaches and myself there as opposed to the the body language if I did I answer your question Zach yes you did thank you go ahead Tim and, and Jimmy
1: hey Nick uh, in respect again and um in what ways did the way it ended here in Philly with him test your guys relationship and uh you know what are your early thoughts on on having a chance to compete against him this upcoming week
5: yeah, you know, obviously, all those questions have been had, have been asked and and answered, Tim. And uh, you know, I have a great deal of respect for for Jonathan um, and the coach that he is and the person that he is. I'm looking forward to to going against him uh, this this weekend. And and I know the players, you know, I, you'll have to ask them, but I know the players that I've talked to, you know, feel the same way. He, he was a obviously we. You know, it didn't didn't finish the job last year, which all of us have the taste in our mouths. of like, dang, wish we'd have finished the job. But it's still there. Were still had some special moments, a lot of special moments. I think we can all agree that there was a lot of special moments last year, and also in 2021. And Jonathan Gannon was a big part of that. And uh, shoot, um, anytime he thanks me for for the opportunity or 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 being here, I always re- in return thank him because his service to this team and the special things that we had done while he was the defensive coordinator here was an, enough payback for me um, tenfold. And so I value that relationship that I have with him. I'm always, I'm always rooting for, for coach Gannon, um, you know, very similar to how we're, we're for, for coach Shane, for coach Steichen. Um, but, but this will be the week I, that I uh, will not be rooting for him, obviously. Go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, Nick. Um, it feels a little like, Jalen's first instinct
1: uh, against the blitz is to extend uh, the play, as opposed to getting the ball out quickly. I guess I'm curious: a) if you agree with that; b) if that's the design of the offense at times; and c) if like adjustments are needed in giving him more opportunities to hit hot routes when there's the threat of
5: a blitz. Yeah, you know, obviously things are built are 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 done differently for for every, there's different ways to attack the blitz, right? And sometimes the blitz, they bring more than you can protect. Sometimes the blitz uh, tests your rules, right? Um, I thought Jalen did it, you know, going back and rewatching the game. I thought Jalen did a nice job against the blitz. You're not going to be perfect against the blitz. um, And, um, but I thought he did a, he did a good job against the blitz. And we faced a lot of blitz yesterday. And to me, Jalen played one of his better games of the season uh, last night. Um, and that and that's uh, I was super excited how how Jalen played um, against, you know, a, a, a team that, that challenges uh, you quite, a, quite a bit like the Giants. And so um, but there's obviously there's 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 obviously going to be plays that he's going to want back and there's going to be schemes that we want back. Right. Um, you know, whether that's to I won't get into all the different options we have against the Blitz, but like, you know, there's definitely times where, you um, We want we want a different scheme on in that in that particular case. Again, you're trying to call the best play um, against the defense you're expecting and have answers for the different things they can do. And and most of the time I thought we did. And I thought the offensive line did a phenomenal job of, you know, handling the junk, Uh, you know, and I say junk. They they do so much and it's not junk because it's good. It's good football, but they do so much. And I thought the offensive line did a great job. And and like I said, were we perfect against the blitz? No, but it's football. You're, you're never gonna be you're never gonna be perfect against a certain thing. But I do think that we handled things well. And I thought Jalen played a, a really outstanding game yesterday. Um, uh, a really outstanding game, and really was
7: excited how he played yesterday.
6: We have time for two more, so we'll go to Josh and Olivia.
7: Hey, Nick, uh, kind of a follow-up, I guess, to the, uh, tendency question, but as it pertains to a, uh, particular sequence, um, in the third quarter, you fought to a third and one, um, from your guys' own 34.
5: Yeah. You know, and Josh, I know where you're going with that. You know, I, it's obviously after second thought, I mean, I'll now get to your second part of that question, but after second look, we're like, man, why shoot, get our center run quarterback sneak. Uh, no, no doubt. Uh, we didn't in that particular case. Um, and you know, obviously we talked about that and, and, uh, in that particular case, you know, let's get under center and do it. But that doesn't mean like I don't I know you, you'll you hold me to that because there's time and place to do both. But, you know, on second thought off of that, when it doesn't work, you know, you always are going to think to yourself, well, hey, just get under center and, and do the and do the sneak play. Do you I,
7: do your second part. Yeah, no, I guess if I could just follow up. So on, on the subsequent drive, um, I think you guys were pushed back even um uh, earlier in, in uh, distance around the, the 20 or so, um, third and one, ran ran the play. Did, was that just a quick conversation or, or self-correction from, from the drive that just happened with Brian? Like, what was that uh, conversation like, was, or was it pretty quick?
5: Uh, yeah. Are you saying the time we didn't sneak it?
7: No, so the following drive when you guys had the ball back, you were pushed back even further. I think like from your somewhere in your twenty, um, and we did sneak yeah, it third and one. You snuck it. Um, yeah,
5: you know, just like I said, when it didn't go the right when it didn't go the way we wanted it to go. The time before, we thought to ourselves, hey, probably could have probably could have done that here, you know, um, and that's why and that's why we did it on that on that second one, Josh. Last one here with Olivia.
7: Hi, Nick. You were asked last night about some of the mistakes that the team made throughout the game, um, and you said that you felt like they're easily corrected or can be easily corrected. But at the same time, we've also, you know, obviously different situations in previous games that we've talked to you a lot about, just mistakes that have been made throughout games uh, the season. What, what gives you the confidence that these are mistakes that are easily corrected, especially just going into week 17 when you got a couple games left in the season. Yeah.
5: No matter, no matter where you are in football, there's going to be mistakes in that game. It's just, it's, 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 it's the ultimate team sport. The other team is, is working their butts off too. And and they're, and you're fighting against each other and a physical, you know, with the physicalness of the game and and everything like that. I mean, there's going to be mistakes. Um, I think what's encouraging is like some of the mistakes, like, You know, I I think in that first half, I was I was so concerned about not leaving any clock for the Giants that I screwed up the clock. Right. And so that's a mistake that, you know, I think to myself, there's time and place to do that. And that in that particular time and place was not the time to, you know, to do that. Um, You know, I I think if you look through, you know, Jalen not stepping out about, you know, not stepping out of bounds there and, you know, having to. You know, kick a field goal after that. Again, that—that's a combination of. I said it last night. Jalen and I both are going to want that, want that back. And I think those are. I think we, you know, we played. We've had spurts of playing good football, and, um, you know, obviously the last three games, um, you know, we weren't weren't up to our standard, but you know, there was a lot of good things in this game. Yes, we had some mistakes, um, but uh, there was a ton of good things. I mean, for the for the defense. To, to do what they did on third down or hold Saquon Barkley to 2.8 yards per carry, or, you know, for the offense to be as good as they were on third down or um, the the amount of yards we rushed for the amount of amount of uh, yards we passed for uh, to have a guy, to have two guys over a thousand yards. I, I think we, I think what can happen is you can get so weighed in and so zoned in on the, the negative things that, you forget to look at the at the so many good things that are happening, right? And I think that's where the time we're in right now is. Hey, you're coming off of three losses in a row. You want everything to be perfect right now? Well, football is not is never going to be a perfect game. It's it's never going to be a perfect game. Like you, you show me a perfect game by someone, I, I'm gonna sh- I'll, I'll point out a couple of mistakes that happened that uh, you know for that. And so you know, again. Like there were so many good things, and Deion, you know, I talk about the two receivers having a thousand yards. Uh, I talk about DeAndre Swift about to have first time a thousand yards. I talk about how good the offensive line played. We'll clean up. We'll continue to clean up the mistakes. And and guess what? The next game, there's going to be mistakes in that game. You just you just are trying to limit them, and you're just trying to pull back on them. And what? Quite frankly, you're trying not to make the same ones twice. Um, those are the, those are the mistakes that you have that, that hurt you and haunt you is like, um, that when you make the same mistake twice, that doesn't mean that's not going to happen either, but that's what you're trying to constantly fix. But I think that there were so much good yesterday and, and so much good that it's, uh, and, but it's, it, it's hard unless you sit there and look at it of, you know, to, to, again, you got to correct the mistakes and that, and that's something we always are going to do when, lose or draw, we're always going to work on correcting our mistakes. Um, But I I really, there was so much good in that game yesterday. We got got to have to fix the mistakes and then focus on building off of the great things that we did yesterday and some of the great things that we've done throughout the year.
3: cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and the restrictions may apply analysis by of speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023
5: thanks for the time coach
3: all right there he is nick Sirion. Eh, wrong answer uh i mean listen the, the way he talked about the, that last answer there about there's gonna be mistakes what are you supposed to do we gotta clean them up i've heard that all year they haven't done it you beat the giants yesterday like, you, you squeaked by against the Giants. I understand that for a majority of the football game, you dominated, but it's two straight weeks against teams that you should be blowing out that you let them hang around and win, and, and have a chance to win a football game. Like, I, that, that answer drives me nuts because he said that all year, and we're still seeing, you know, rudimentary mistakes in, in week 16. So I, he talked about being too tense. I don't know. When they lost the two straight games, I remember players coming out saying, yeah, we let some stuff slip in, in meetings. Well, is that is also on the coaching staff like to 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 hold them accountable when they do win football games like that? Because that was the whole problem with the 10 and one thing. And what drove me nuts is that, yeah, you're 10 and one, but you're not playing to your quote unquote standard. Mm -hmm. So like that, that answer just bothers me. It's like we're going to clean up mistakes. Well, you've been saying that all year and we're here in week 16 and it feels like the mistakes are still happening.
4: I know. But the only other alternative is to get rid of the player
3: which it's obviously too late to do that.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I understand the frustration. I'm not saying you're wrong for pointing out those things, and those things are frustrating. But other than working on those things in practice, unless you believe that they believe everything is fine and they're ignoring it and aren't doing anything, doing anything about it, from an from, from a, from a in-practice standpoint. I know the results are still the same, but I mean in practice – are they doing fumbling drills? Are they going over in-game situations? Like some things are – it's just the player. Maybe that player – I don't know why Jalen didn't get out of bounds. Explain that to me. No idea. But it happened.
3: Yeah. I know. I know that. And, and That's what I mean. Some things happen that you can't explain. I know. But it's just like – I guess I don't know who to I, – I know you can point your frustration at the players, and, and I understand that – they can't go anywhere, but it's just for, for it to be this late in the season when they said from the first four weeks, five weeks, like it's early, you don't want to peak right now. We want to be peaking in December. Well,
4: forget about forget about that. Talk about right now and and, and how do we fix well, it. Right now they, they – complaining isn't going to fix they it. They had nine penalties
3: yesterday. Yes. Nine penalties against, again, a Giants team that is not – woefully talented. Like nine penalties is unacceptable. For, well, for... The,
4: the opponent doesn't matter because that's not as a direct result of who you're playing. That's you and who you are. So whether that happened against the Giants or what happened against the 49ers or whomever it may have happened against, that's, that's a reflection of this team, not the opponent they're
3: facing. Turnovers continue to be a problem. A reflection of this team, no matter whether they're playing a good team or a bad team. So I guess I, guess, I guess I have to come back to this is who this team is. And I, that, I, and I understand that. I understand that. That's still just it's, it's frustrating.
4: I, I know it's frustrating, and, and that's where I'm trying to see. The frustration starts to dissipate if your expectations lower. Now, if you want to say I'm not lowering my expectations and the Super Bowl is all that I care about, then you're going to be frustrated. Yes. I don't know what to tell you yet. I just told you how to remedy the frustration. By lowering your expectation and standards. Or maybe you don't have to lower your expectation. Put it this way, I said that wrong. You, you lower your standard, one or the other, to accept what you are right now. Because beating your head against the wall, expecting them to play a certain way that they haven't showed all year. What is that? The definition of what? Insanity. Okay. So I'm just saying, we're, we're through 15 games. That's all I'm saying. Believe me, I was on that side, believing and hoping that things were going to change, and it was only week seven and week eight and week nine. We're in week 15 now. I don't know what to
3: do. It's frustrating. Let's go to Kenny in the Dirty 30. What's <laughs> happening, Kenny?
1: So I've nicknamed your show um, Ike and the Tyke.
3: Ike and the Tyke. What is that? No, no, no. That yeah. makes me feel like I'm a baby. Well, that's kind of what he's saying.
1: Well, Why? Why? Yeah, Why? well, in, in the radio sense, you are, bud. I mean, you're still in your 20s. I got underwear older than you.
3: Well, that's a problem. Try, yeah, it is a problem. Throw that it is a problem. That is a
1: problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm also bitter, too. You know, Why? Back in the Angelo days, I could get up in the morning, vent my frustrations, and then go on with my day. Now I have to wait all day and hold it in until I talk to you guys. Well, especially because so.
3: the soft morning show took off today. Like, it, it, wh- where's that work ethic? <laughs> yeah, well,
1: if you have nothing good to say, then don't say it. I'm, 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 I'm going to. Brown. Brown are, I, I you and A.J. Brown.
3: I still
4: don't understand
1: A. that comment.
4: Yeah. But yeah, okay. Yeah,
3: you and A.J. Brown.
1: Um, uh, so just look, here, here's what's been bothering me all day. If that was the Eagles' first game of the season and we hadn't seen any of this ridiculous behavior, I would have laughed off yesterday's game. The Giants had three fluky touchdown plays, and besides that, the Eagles dominate them. But it wasn't the first game of the season. And we've seen the stupidity all year, and I think what's going on with A.J. Brown is that his quarterback's head is so far spinning, he's still a young quarterback. And I think he's, he's more frustrated with his friend, need to get his act together. I mean, he's doing stuff, Jalen Hurts is doing stuff that he normally doesn't do, like not running out of bounds or, or making the wrong decision or, or saying things about, you know, the crowd being loud when they're on offense. I mean, I, I just think he needs a mental reset. Because, I mean, yesterday's game, we kicked their butt, yet, you don't look, you look at that score, and you say, what the hell was that about? And, but the fumbles, the turnovers, the mistakes, as fluky as they were, it's been all year. It's been all year. And, and I just don't think, I don't think that's gonna get rectified. But and now here's the other thing. You look at the rest of the league, you know, we're still 11 and 4, we still have a chance for everything. As bad as we are, we could be the Chiefs, you know? I mean, they have the third highest Super Bowl,
3: bowl odds right now. The Eagles too. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's. I, I I just think I don't know. Let's get let's get to the playoffs. Play some games at home, and anything can happen. I mean, that's the, that, all I'm Niners saying are, to you,
3: Kenny. There you go. Uh, there oh, that the was anything can happen stage. There you go. I'm supposed no, to be a saying, Super Bowl it team. Be this
1: way. Yeah,
3: it, it's... Well, I mean... No, what it, is Seriously, what has happened to this fan base? I mean, holy cow. Like, if they can't figure it out and they can't be more disciplined, then what's the head coach doing here? Like, if we can't change the players, then what's the point?
1: Oh, don't get me started on our head coach now. Because I'm a oh, finally Italian, mad it, too. <laughs> no, no, but see, I, 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 I'm 58 years old now. You get to a point as an Italian man where those emotions start to die down and you get a little bit more wisdom. He ain't there yet. He's he's a little immature for a head coach. When do I get? I yeah, don't even know if
4: he's is he in his forties yet. I don't he's even 42, know. He's forty two. I believe. Is he forty two?
1: Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, th- I I think our coach and Jack might have went to high school together. I mean, they probably <laughs> shared shared gym lockers. I mean, he, he just needs to grow up a bit because I know he can coach, but some of that stuff. I mean, Ike, you're a man. You play yeah. Yeah. every now and then. You see your coach loses. You know what? You're gonna be looking. at him like, damn, really? Yeah. You're the one that needs to hold it together for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he he, he
4: touched on that. He touched on it.
3: Said he said maybe he's too tense. Yeah, I, I don't know how well, he changes it. Listen, nothing has worked this year. I mean, why, why, maybe coming somebody's coming in a, in a thong or something. I mean, uh, that's what a baseball locker room would do to, to loosen the mood.
4: Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think the mood is going to loosen up now. So the idea that they're somehow going to turn into the fun bunch the rest of the year—that's not happening. So I mean,
3: the let's, lock, the locker let's room, move on from that. Yeah. The, the locker room post-game speech—it was. It
4: well, forget was, about the locker room. Yeah. The outside world isn't happy. So, like, no, no—they're not being celebrated. They get mocked and ridiculed for being too happy with the win. So what are you talking about? You can't have it both ways. You can't say have fun and enjoy the wins, but we, 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 we yell about. Oh, y'all just won by eight points over against the Giants. What are you happy for?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not happy that they're doing that. <laughs> I'm just saying I wonder if that's something that they, they they try to change up. I mean, I haven't been happy this entire season. and
4: it, it, like I know what I'm, but I'm saying, though, from a player standpoint, especially with social media now. Yes. They get these questions. They get people on their social media, so they know the tone of the city is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if they're isolated from what the feeling around the team is. Yeah. So then I don't, I don't see how we can be surprised that there isn't a lot of smiling faces and happiness going on. I
3: don't know. Just go out there He's and dominate the city. And,
4: and, and by the way, you and your what's happened to the city, we get soft. You that you should be the last person Why? to what ever happened? say that. What happened? I'm just saying, you should be the last person to ever say that.
3: Yeah, well, that's, do, do they need a standing up?
4: No, I'm just saying, though, the idea that you threw out there what's happened to the city, we're Eagles getting salt, yeah. uh, you should never say that. Why? Because you led a standing ovation that people were actually against that we got behind, and supported, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And people thought that was soft. A couple people? No, yes. not a couple people. Chuck? A lot of people until it actually worked, and it was like, oh, okay, I guess it was a good thing. Yeah. My only point is is the hypocrisy <laughs> in, in you to, to roll those words out of your mouth about the city being
3: soft. All right, Black Gritty, help me out. What's happening, D.J.? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ike, Mr.
6: Softy, how y'all doing today? Uh first well, of all
4: let me get on I'm always a glass half full guy. Yeah,
6: first of all, let me get on you, Ike. You out here lying to the people, okay? Uh you 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 know you can sing, you gotta sing Ike sing right now on your phone and you can listen to Ike go out there and still sing for you. It's still available if you want to hear Ike singing. Uh, secondly, Ike, I don't need you waking me up in the morning and smacking me on the back of my head on Twitter and sticking the Ike S on me, okay? You was 12 hours late. I'm trying to do my jack thing and be sarcastic, and you out here trying to teach me a lesson. I, I was wrong, but I, I don't was know right. if that was
3: sarcasm. So, I think you yeah, believed yeah. that in the moment. I, I, I think, think you did believe that. I have yeah, a pretty yeah, good sarcasm meter. You. you know that.
6: Yeah, you're a yeah, Captain Troll a lot. So, I mean, my <laughs> thing is right now, I, it's a sad thing because I'm happy but I'm not joyous, you know what I'm saying? And that That's a thing where it's like, okay, you, you won the game, and all I wanted was a win. That's a, a step in the right direction. Right now I'm back to week to week, you know what I'm saying? But my defense can't get pressure on the Giants. This is the time I'm supposed to be getting right. These are the last three games I'm supposed to be getting right to go into the playoffs. You should be showing me things. And, now, and again, it's, it's nice that Pencil Boy is bringing out all the young kids and Ringo Rocko <laughs> and, and getting interceptions getting battles. But my goodness, we can't get no pressure on the DeVito? Like, what is that about? So, I mean, right now we are in the struggle buff, and Nick doesn't look like he has any kind of composure out of control. Maybe we should have a New Year's Eve uh, pizza party down at the lake or something. I don't know what they need, but I know my lot of said that they came together, they together. It don't seem like people are together right now on the team. And and all I can do is watch on my television, but it don't feel right, and I need better feelings, Ike, okay? Okay. That's what I need. Let me ask you this.
4: Let me ask you this real quick. This feeling, because I'm not telling you that I I don't sense some of this myself, but I I don't know if it's a – an entire team thing or is it a small facet of the team is this just a quarterback wide receiver thing let's be blunt about this is that is this what this is all about or are we talking about an entire team that doesn't like each other and aren't getting along see i don't
6: sense that so i don't I sense feel that. like i i feel like it's a it's a coach uh feeling problem like did that, did so you think players rules?
4: players versus coach
6: Yes, the locker room speech did not seem as enthused as I've seen in the past, like they were okay. high stuff even after they got the win. And again, him losing his stuff on the sidelines and everybody, he does have to reel it in because the team is real. We need a store besides Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Jalen's gonna be Jalen. You can't ask him to come out with the bomb bomb. You're a pom-pom guy, Nick. So again, you've got to water these flowers, and I feel like he's not doing a good job of that because he is stressed out. He better fix it. He better get it together week to week. It is what it is. But watch yourself when you talk to me on the internet Ike. Don't be 2nd on me that early in the day, that morning. I talk to you. Watch yourself, Jack. I talk to you.
3: All right, there he goes, Black Gritty.
4: So you think? you think it's more of a coach-player thing? Is that what you think it is? They, they, they're tuning the coach out. Is that what you?
3: That's what he's. Saying. That's what he thinks it is. I just think what do you it's, think it is? I think it's just a tense locker room, and I, and I, I think the players are very serious. You know, I think, I think well, Jay- shouldn't
4: it be a tense locker room? If we're saying Super Bowl or bust, like, yes. like, I know it's been a while since you've been in a locker room, bro, but that's, that's the, the, the atmosphere it breeds.
3: No, I know. I know, I, but I think if, if I had to put my finger, I don't know if it's a, a quarterback wide receiver thing. I just think that right now it's just, it's just an awkward locker room. They're not playing as well as I think that they think they should be playing, and they're freak. I think they're kind of freaking out.
4: Uh, I think fans are freaking out. I don't think players are freaking out. They, they, they got frustrated in those three losses. I didn't see players freaking out when they were 10 and 1. They were coming back from being down double digits, winning on the road in Kansas City. That was a team that seemingly was together. Yeah, but three losses in a row will do that,
3: it will. Uh, I, I just the the, the way it way looks in the outside looking, they just look like a, a tense team, and and right. they haven't played very well these last month, and yesterday was another close game, so I feel like they're they're just they're just tight, they're a tight football team, and I think the best
4: offensive of output since week three.
3: I, I know it was a good, a good yards game, and they they put up a good amount of points. They scored thirty
4: three points, uh-huh. they, and
3: they should have scored forty. Yeah, I know, I know, it wasn't their fault. I mean, they, they well, no, no, no,
4: I'm just saying it wasn't like the offense. Score by fluke is what I'm saying. They dominated. They had a 14-play drive, an 18-play drive, an 11-play drive. Now, unfortunately, they all ended in three points. But they scored touchdowns in other areas.
3: Hmm. And they still have these, these little things that kind of had people coming back. Like, are they going to really lose a home game to the Giants? So it's, it's a double-edged sword right now. 2-1-5, 5 9 94-94. We are Chickies and Pete's in South Philly looking for somewhere to, play, to ring in the new year. Do it at Chickies and Pete's. Find a location near you and booking information at com. On the other side, Don McNabb is going to join the show. What did he see from the offense back or was it just a bad opponent? Can a team this sloppy go on a run and a bunch more? All that coming up next with Don McNabb here on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WYP.